Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Today is 7 October. It's Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. We've got some visitors here today from uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We've got Kathy and Asia. They drove all the way over here, and they spent uh, yesterday afternoon or evening, I guess, down at the beach picking up seashells. And uh, then they uh, showed up here this morning, and they got to leave a little early, so they won't be here for the entire sermon. But uh, we thank you so much for for joining us, and we hope you have a, a good prophecy update and uh, some food and back. And uh, just so the people online know, Asia made us a homemade cake from scratch. It's one of her assignments in school, and so we're going to see how well she did. And we really appreciate that. Good job. She's 13. Is this your first cake? No. From scratch. First one from scratch. So we'll see how she performed. We'll give her a, a rating. How's that? No. Everybody will say it's A plus. All right. Now we have. Um, also, Stephen and Junia from Bedford, Washington, and their son, what? Virginia. Virginia. What did I say? Oh, oh, yeah, I said Washington, Bedford, Virginia. I have a, it looks like a W kind of to me. Anyway, and then we have their son and daughter, which are? Ross and April. Ross and April, and then three children named? Audrey. Audrey. Madeline. Madeline. And Annalise, and what a wonderful looking family we have. So we thank you all for making this effort, and uh, please enjoy yourself while you're here, all right? There we go. And uh, then we also have a visitor from here in Sarasota. His name is Mel Chen, and uh, he's an ophthalmologist, which is uh, an amazing, amazing uh, field to be in. I have a friend that is in Japan. She's an ophthalmologist, and uh, uh, she's always posting interesting studies about it. And, you know, with uh, Translate on Facebook, I can read what she's putting on there is very interesting and uh, so there you go and she's also a Christian believe it or not it's a very small Christian community in Japan but uh, she's a, a, a Christian as well as an ophthalmologist and the only reason why I met her was because she posted one day on a site that I have and it had her birthday as the same as my daughter's and I sent her an email and I, or a, a post on her thing and I said I see you're born on this day that was my daughter's birthday and then I said I lived in Japan and we've become friends all these years since so there you go um, let's see here. So we have that. And then uh, one more thing I'd like to do is I'd like to make a shout out to Stuart and Valerie, who are in Wimbledon, London. Okay, yeah, they uh, attend here online or they watch the updates later. I'm not sure which, but um, uh, they emailed me about a series that I had been watching called Dad's Army. If you've never seen it, it's a British comedy based on the actual home guard that used to protect England. They had their soldiers overseas, and then they had the home guard, which protected the shores of England and each town in case the Nazis came and invaded. I have never seen my wife laugh so much in all of the years of marriage. In 34 years of marriage, I saw her laugh out loud three times <laughs> until we watched this. And she laughed literally every single time. She would laugh 20 or 30 times out loud. She would. Now, it, it's a visual thing for her because, you know, you might not get the British humor, but she really enjoyed that series. It's clean. It's wonderful. And um, I'm now done with it. But they emailed me about that, that there are other episodes or, or movies made of this and some other things. So I want to give a shout out to them and thank them. And let's see. Our first category, as always, is Israel. From the Times of Israel, UK Labor passes motion calling to ban arms sales 
to Israel. This is in the UK. The Labour Party, which is like our Democrat Party of the United States, is anti-Israel. They want to ban any arms sales to them. Britain's main opposition Labour Party passed a motion strongly criticizing a pledging to halt all UK weapon sales to the Jewish state if it rises to power. As a senior lawmaker warned, the party must root out anti-Semitism, so they're saying one thing, but they're doing another, amid persistent scandals dogging the party. Delegates at the party's conference in Liverpool voted to criticize Israel's use of force against violent protests and riots on the Gaza border, urge more UK funding for the UN Agency for Palestinians, and back a freeze on British arms sales to Israel. The vote came after a heated debate that saw Palestinian flags waved in the convention hall and participants chanting free Palestine. As a matter of fact, that um, gathering of this Labour Party was had more flags of the Hamas and the Palestinians than they have in Israel or in the uh, you know the land of Gaza or whatever. It was it was appalling to see, but it was very similar to what you would expect of our Democrat Party here in the United States. Fortunately, and I will give them credit. It's the only thing that I can credit our Democrat Party for. It's the only thing, is that they support Israel. When they have a vote in the Senate, for example, supporting this issue or that for Israel, it is always an entire body. There might be one person, 99 to 1 vote, but they always support Israel in this country. And they know, I think, the only reason why they do this is because they know that their uh, party is dependent on the Jewish vote because most of the Jews are liberal, they are very wealthy, so maybe that's the only reason why. But our joint resolutions are always unanimous in that regard. And uh, so, good job. Now, we are starting to get a real infection. Even, you know, it's already a party of, uh, of just bad. We've seen that over the past three uh, weeks or so. But thank goodness for what happened this week, too, isn't it? We can praise the Lord. We can praise the Lord for what happened with Kavanaugh. So, but they are starting to get these people into the Democrat Party, which are actually socialists, anti-Israel. They're running now, and it's, it's becoming a real problem. But that's Israel. And uh, let's hear from the Jerusalem Post. The Trump administration praises Obama-era Israel aid package upon launch. So he's trying to send a, uh, you know, a little pat on the back to our previous president. The Trump administration marked the beginning of the fiscal year on Monday by praising the bipartisan support for Israel that secured a landmark defense agreement with the Jewish state. It goes on, talks about how our previous president was the one that signed it, etc. He really had no choice. He, he, even if he had a line item veto, he would have been overridden by it. So, you know, you might as well just go along with it. But it was a giant, giant budget for Israel. It's under a memorandum of in understanding, so it cannot be increased or decreased in any way, shape, or form until it's fulfilled. But it's a very good thing that we're supporting Israel. And our president is, so far, as far as I've seen, he is the most pro-Israel president probably ever. I mean, he really, he really is behind Israel, and that is a real sign of, uh, when he can work with, did you see what the uh, king of Saudi Arabia said this uh, past week or so? I may report on it next week, then I'm going to blow this, but I'll tell you, he said, I love working with Trump. So this president is able to not only work with the Arabs without getting them mad that he's supporting Israel completely and 100%. Okay, he's doing a really outstanding job. I will say this right now. We're coming up on the elections in uh, uh, very soon, right? Vote Republican. Do not vote Democrat. I can say that. We're not a tax-exempt church. I can say whatever I want in here, okay? Do not vote Democrat in any way, shape, or form. And I'm going to give you one reason above all others. Abortion. 
If you vote for a Democrat, here's what their party says. I had a debate with somebody on Facebook about this. Their party says abortion on demand. Mm -hmm. Every single person that is in the Democrat Party of the United States of America running for office, I don't care if it's the tax collector or if it's running for the office of president, they have signed that platform. If you vote for a Democrat, you are implicitly voting for the murder of the unborn. Your blood or their blood will be on your hands. There's no way to disconnect yourself from the people that you vote for. So thank goodness that we have the ability in this church, unlike most other churches, to open our mouth and say whatever we want. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Do not vote Democrat. All right, from uh, Times of Israel, the true threat of S-300s, which were taken to Syria, they are now in place and they are ready to go, is that they're not powerful, which they are, but that they're Russian. Russia's announcement that it would be upgrading, and it has happened, Syria's air defenses with its formidable S-300 system marked the latest nadir in Israel's rapidly spiraling relationship with Moscow, exactly as this book predicted would come about. I shouldn't say predicted, it prophesied. It said it would come about, the Lord will not make an error. 2,700 years ago, we had Ezekiel speaking, and if you go to Ezekiel 38, the world is lined up exactly as he prophesied it would occur. Anyway, we'll go on. A rapidly spiraling relationship with Moscow since the downing by Syria of a Russian spy plane off the Syrian coast. But the greater threat is not the specific tactical herder that the system poses for the IAF, but rather that this episode could lead to a breakdown of Israel's relationship with Russia. Guess what? Gog Magog, they are coming. It will be as a cloud that covers the land coming against Israel. It's going to happen. It's not a if, but a when. The Bible has stated it. Not since the 1960s and 1970s has Israel had to contend with an antagonistic Moscow actively working against Israeli interests. Though Russia today indeed supplies weapons to many of Israel's enemies, the general understanding in Israel is that this isn't personal, it's business. The current crisis has the potential to change that, depending on how it is handled by Israel, Russia, and the U.S. For now, Moscow has said that it will supply two to four S-300 batteries to Syria, but it is prepared to deliver more if necessary. The systems will be set up on Syria's western coast and in its southwest as a wall against Israel coming in and doing what they have been doing. And near the Israeli and Jordanian borders, the two areas from which the IAF would most likely conduct airstrikes. And then from BIN. Okay, I'm going to read this article. It's not something that I condone, but it is something that is real in the world. It was prophesied by Daniel in Daniel 9, 24 through 27. And then I'll give you a little thought on it when I'm done. For the first time since the second temple, which was destroyed, anybody tell me the year? I'll give you a... 7-0. He got AD 70. Okay. For the first time since the second temple, golden vessel used in libation ceremony. A bit of the former glory of the temple was witnessed by 300 people who took part in the full-dress reenactment of the Sukkot water libation ceremony. The group set out from the Dung Gate in the old city of Jerusalem, making its way down the steep steps leading to the Shiloh Spring, led by six Kohanim, which are Jewish men descended from Aaron the priest. They know that they are. If you see somebody named Kohen, they're usually, not they usually, they are descended from Kohen, but now they can identify that gene by DNA. They know it. This is something that has been in modern times able to be verified. Okay. And accompanied by music, the crowd sang and danced as they passed from the archaeological remains of the ancient city of David through an Arab village to the spring which was used in temple times. 
The Kohanim wore vestments that were made according to biblical standards for use in the temple, and several played long silver trumpets that had been prepared by the Temple Institute for use in the Third Temple. I actually typed the sermon on those coming horns last Monday, okay, for our number sermon, so it'll be about uh, eight weeks before we get there, and you'll hear about those trumpets. But um, the uh, one Kohen carried a silver vessel used for the libation, while the high priest carried a spectacular gold vessel prepared this year for the year's service. The ceremony carried out precisely as it was performed in the temple, took place closer to the Temple Mount than any other temple reenactment thus far. An equal amount of water and wine were poured into two separate containers. The two liquids then spilled out onto the altar through openings in the containers. In Temple Times, a libation of water was made together with the pouring out of wine at the morning service on the last six days of the week-long Sukkot holiday. Is that recorded anywhere in the Bible? It's actually not in the Old Testament. It's found in the New Testament. I'm going to take you to John chapter 7, and I'm going to read you. This is what would have happened on that day. Jesus stood up while they were performing this ceremony, and here's what he said. On the last day, in the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, If anyone thirsts, they're pouring out these libations. He's saying, that points to me. What you are doing is only a shadow of what I am here to do. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. So that's the uh, connection to Christ. Let me go on one more verse. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. When you believe in Jesus Christ, when you accept him as your Savior, Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 says that you are sealed at that moment with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as a guarantee, an erevon in both Hebrew and Greek. That's very rare to have a word that is the same in both languages. It is a deposit. It is a guarantee of our redemption until the purchase of the possession to the praise of his glory. I may have misquoted that a little bit, but there you go. That is a, a picture of Christ. Now, why did I bring that up? Is because I disagree with the fact that these people are doing this. They should come to Christ. He's the fulfillment of these types and shadows. And yet it's exciting to see because the Bible prophesied that this would happen and they will be given seven more years to come to Christ. Daniel 9, 24 through 27. I'm not going to read it today. We've got other things to read, but these things only pointed to Christ. And that brings me to something that was posited to me a couple weeks ago. Somebody sent me an email and said there was an argument um, between a couple of scholars about the uh, the um, Ezekiel's temple. If you know Ezekiel chapter, I think it's 47 on, 40, right in that area, it talks about a temple that will be built. Is this the millennial temple? If so, it says they're going to have sacrifices. Are these sacrifices efficacious because if they are what about christ isn't he the end of the sacrificial system and so i typed this response to her uh they were they were arguing over which is true and which isn't some people say yes they're going to be efficacious all right well that's heresy christ is the end of the law for all who believe all right so what is it this very short i'm going to read it to you about ezekiel's temple sacrifices I was sent a question about a debate concerning temple sacrifices, which are detailed in Ezekiel 45 and 46. I said 47. Okay, that all deals with what we were talking about with Breaking Israel News here and their comment about this temple coming. All right, first, this makes the assumption that Ezekiel is referring to a millennial temple in those verses. This can and is debated. 
It doesn't affect one's salvation to come down on either side of the debate, so there's no need to go there with this note. That's not the purpose of this note. But let's assume it is a millennial temple, which Ezekiel's writing about in Ezekiel 45 and 46, which is being prepared right now. I have seen with my own eyes these implements. Okay, I've been there. Now, some of them have been made since then, like that uh, golden uh, uh, picture that they were referring to, but I've seen the others. They're ready to be used in a temple, which is going to be built. All right? Let's assume it is a millennial temple. Why then would they have sacrifices if Christ is the end of the law, including the sacrifices of the law, which he is? That's Hebrews 7, 18, Hebrews 8, 13, and Hebrews 10, 9. The law is annulled. It is obsolete. It is set aside in Christ. That's what those verses say. Go read them. The answer would be that these are not effectual but commemorative. In other words, when they have these sacrifices in the future, not talking about what they're doing here, in modern times, I'm talking about in the millennium, they will have a temple, they will have sacrifices, and they will be commemorative. They will not be effectual. How do we know that? They were actually never effectual under the law of Moses, were they? Those sacrifices were not effectual. How do we know that? Because it says the blood of bulls and goats can never take away sin. They looked forward to Christ. They were not effectual at all. Christ is actually the fulfillment of those types and shadows. Why would anybody want to go back to those types and shadows when they have the fullness of God in the person of Jesus Christ? All right. So the answer would be that these are not effectual, but commemorative. And so what purpose did they serve under the Mosaic Covenant? They were anticipatory of the coming Christ. To understand this, you can watch the Leviticus sermons we did over the past two years. You will see this in every single detail of those sermons. Instead of watching 27 Prophecy Updates this week, I'd like you to take an hour and watch one of those sermons and do that for 52 sermons and you will be theologically sound in the book of Leviticus. And you'll understand why we go through the Old Testament is because it points to... Jesus. It all points to him. As does... Hey, before we go on, today's sermon, listen... Numbers 5, 11 through 31. It's entitled The Holy Polygraph. Everybody know the passage where the lady is taken to the temple and she's got to drink the bitter water that brings a curse? What is that picturing? Hey, stay tuned. Coming soon to a sermon near you. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, where was I? They were not effectual under the law. They were anticipatory and commemorative. Both accomplished the same thing. They point to Christ. There's no problem at all with there being a real temple, which points to Christ, a real sacrificial system, which points to Christ, and so on. Understand this. The Old Testament sacrificial system was not effectual. Once you get this, the problem is not a problem. The only truly effectual sacrifice for sin is Jesus Christ. Looking forward in anticipation of him or receiving what he has done now, it is Christ Jesus who is the way the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through him. Call on Christ and be reconciled to God through his magnificent work on Calvary's cross. Commemorative like the Lord's Supper. Commemorative like the Lord's Supper, exactly. But that is commemorative even in another aspect because we are remembering his death until he comes again. We are waiting on the return of our Savior. I can't wait for the day we hear that trumpet and he says, come up hither. Okay, let's go on from Christian News. I uh, announced a GoFundMe of a missionary in China who also is uh, got mission work that he does in Russia. And I got very little response on this. This person needs money to build a home for homeless people in Russia. If anybody wants to give, if everybody that watches this Prophecy Update gave $10, I'm talking about that watches it on YouTube, if everybody said, I will give $10, he would have enough to not only do that, but he'd have enough to build the other building as well. 
He'd have an ag project and a home for the homeless people. So please, uh, that's my last petition on that, but I would ask that people would do that. Very few have given. Um, and then um, I will do that next week. I got something really wonderful in the mail, and I contacted the gentleman, and he only responded this morning. So I'll get to something great next week, which you could use for your opening, Jim. I'm telling you, it's really wonderful what this guy did. Anyway, from Christian uh, News, from Christian Headlines, Christian University to allow same-sex relationships between students. Okay? Now, don't panic because they retracted it, but I'm going to read you the article anyway, even though it went under the bus, and here's why. Azusa Pacific, a Christian university, recently announced that they were removing their restriction on same-sex relationships between students. I want you to listen to how theologically confused these people are. The move comes after pressure from student groups who demanded a change. So they've got the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, inmates running the asylum, right? It's like your children running your family. Don't allow that to happen. You are the parents, okay? So here's what it says. ZU Media said the change in the code of conduct does not reflect a shift in the university's commitment to biblical sexual ethic. Well, how can that be? It contradicts the Bible, therefore it does. As an evangelical institution, APU still adheres to the biblical principles of human sexuality. The belief that sexual union is intended by God to take place only within the marriage covenant between a man and a woman. That's their stand, they say. It remains a cornerstone of the university's foundation. Apparently not. The conduct agreement still requires all students to abstain from sexual behavior. We thought it was unfair to single out queer folks in same-sex romantic relationships while it is impossible to enforce or monitor whether other students are remaining abstinent. So they're saying boys and girls can hold hands in the school and we don't know what they're doing after school, so how can we say that boys and boys can't hold hands in school? You see it? That is completely perverse. Completely. It says um, queer students are just as able to have romanticized relationships that abide by APU's rules. If the Bible is their standard, no, they can't. The code used falsely assumed that same-sex romances always involve sexual behavior. Well, I would say that's probably the case. Their stigmatization causes harm to our community, especially those serious about their Christian faith. The two are absolutely irreconcilable. They are irreconcilable, so it cannot be what they are saying. This is what you call utter theological confusion. Absolute and complete. Azusa Pacific's associate dean of students said they changed the language in the conduct code for the sake of equity and that it better reflects Christian values. Once again, there, you cannot find that in this book in any way, shape, or form. It goes on. The changes to handbooks around sexual behavior creates one standard for all undergraduate students as opposed to differential standards for different groups. The change that happened with the Code of Conduct is still in alignment with our identity as a Christian institution. The language changed, but the spirit didn't. Our spirit is still conservative, evangelical perspective on human sexuality. No, it's not. He also addressed the university's decision, listen to this, to create a space for LGBT students at the school through a partnership with Haven, an LGBT support group. Once again, that cannot be found in Scripture in any way, shape, or form. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, expel the man. This is not an anti-whatever, a homophobic statement. This is what the Bible requires. We can love anybody, whether they're a wino or a homosexual or any other issue, but we are not to tolerate certain things. He said, our hope is that the students who come experience respect, 
justice, grace, and understanding. Well, if they want respect, they have to start with themselves. If you look at our mission, it's consistent with Christianity. No, it isn't. Our values for the pilot program are inclusive, love, and bravery. So everything comes down to inclusiveness, which is complete nonsense. Our goals are care, connection, and conversation. Got a little alliteration going on there, don't they? These all seem like Christian values to me, he says. To me. We get our Christian values not from me. It says in the Bible the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? If you leave it up to Charlie Garrett, you would have the worst church on the planet, people doing all kinds of gross things. That's just the way it is. It has to be up to God who wrote this book. It has to be. Faithwire, Christian University reinstates ban on same-sex relationships after intense backlash. Thank goodness for some people that were willing to say, I am taking my students out. And all of a sudden, the, the money starts going ching, 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 and they, it, there's less chings, and they say, we better stop this. BCN, courageous faith. This is a contrast to what we just read. I want everybody to pay attention to what I'm about to read you. Think of what I just read you. More than 300 Chinese pastors band together in face of harsh persecution. And remember what I read about what's going on in China. The persecution, they are not allowed to do anything anymore. Anything. They are completely hemmed in. And listen to these people standing up and what they're willing to do. According to the St. Charles Institute, a group of 344 pastors with a list growing every day have signed a public joint statement, which they titled the Declaration of Christian Faith. The letter reads, we are a group of Chinese Christians chosen by the Most High God to be his humble servants, serving as pastors for Christian churches throughout various towns and cities. We believe we are obligated to teach the world that the one true and living triune God is the creator of the universe, of the world, and of all people. All people. Where does that come from? Acts chapter 17, verses 26 through 28. He made all men from one man. We're all one group of people. And they understand that, and they are willing to die now, making this statement because of it. I'm going to continue on, but keep thinking of the nonsense I just read as I read you what these people are willing to go through. All men should worship God, not any man or thing. We believe and are obligated to teach the world that all men, from national leaders to beggars and prisoners, have sinned. They will die once and then will be judged in righteousness. Apart from the grace and redemption of God, all men will eternally perish. We believe and are obligated to teach the world that the crucified and risen Jesus is the only head of the global church, the sole savior of all mankind, and the everlasting ruler and supreme judge of the universe. To all who repent and believe in him, God will give eternal life and an eternal kingdom. The term repent there means metanoia, to change your mind. I don't believe in Jesus. I now believe in him. He is my savior, and I will accept that premise. Isn't it amazing that we read this thing about China before we started the prophecy update today? These people that went over there to evangelize that nation, and Christianity took roots, and now we're reading about the fruit of that right here in these brave people. The statement also makes four points aimed directly at the Chinese government. One, Christian churches in China believe unconditionally that the Bible is the word of God and revelation of God. Two, Christian churches in China are eager and determined to walk the path of the cross of Christ and are more than willing to imitate the older generation of saints who suffered and were martyred for their faith. And we're worried about LGBT issues in a college, a supposedly Christian college. Three, 
Christian churches in China are willing to obey authorities in China, as it says in Romans chapter 16, by the way, whom God appointed, and to respect the government's authority to govern society and human conduct. And for, for this reason, we believe and are obligated to teach that all believers, that all true churches in China that belong to Christ must hold to the principle of the separation of church and state and must proclaim Christ as the sole head of the church. These people are going to be sent to re-education camps or they're going to be martyred. And that's coming soon to a bad time near you. They have put their names, just like our founding fathers did, on our government, our, uh, no, not the Constitution, the uh, Declaration of Independence. They put their lives and their fortunes on the line. And almost all of them lost everything in the process. Guess what? These guys are going to lose everything also. Hats off to them. They'll stand before the risen Lord and they will judge the people that are going to condemn them. From Islam today, Zero Hedge. Beijing bows to U.S. pressure. China top refiner halves Iranian oil imports. Our president is doing marvelous things. Marvelous things. China, our previous president sold this nation out. He sold out. Uh, yeah, it, terrible what he did with Iran. And our current president is taking care of that issue. China's top refiner, Sinopec, is having its... You remember what we talked about before uh, Asia? Remember I talked about S-I-N, the uh, son of Canaan, who was the son of Ham? Well, here, listen to the name of this oil company, Sinopec. That's from him. We were talking about uh, uh, matters way above your uh, theological understanding before you all showed up today. I'm kidding. We had a good conversation. They showed up early, and we had some great conversation. Anyway, Sinopec is having its oil imports from Iran as of September bowing to pressure from the U.S., which is seeking to bring Iranian oil exports down to zero, with the sanctions returning in November. China has previously stated that it would not stop buying Iranian oil, despite U.S. efforts to have the Iranian exports down to zero. But Beijing has also said they have agreed not to increase its oil purchases from Iran. Iran, for its part, is keen to keep its single biggest oil customer, China, when U.S. sanctions on Iranian oil exports kick in. Analysts have so far assumed that China will keep buying Iranian oil and be pretty much the only certain meaningful customer of Iran because of the other major buyer, India, is even more hard-pressed by the U.S. to wind down purchases from Tehran. India is under heavy uh, pressure from Trump, and China is as well, and they are starting to cave, and it's going to happen. But India did do something. I might report on it next week as they bought a whole bunch of Russian military equipment this past week, and that upset our defense industry, so we'll see where that goes. But knowing Trump, more sanctions. He's a sanction guy. I like this guy. All right. Haaretz, Iranian real, hits record low against the dollar. Man, we're just going down the tubes with this. It was 117,000 the last time I reported it. Here we go. The Iranian real hit a record low against the U.S. dollar on the unofficial market. The dollar was being offered at as much as 170,000, from 117 to 170 in just a couple weeks. The real has lost approximately 75% of its value since the beginning of 2018. And yet, what are they doing? They're funding terrorists all over the place. They're still sending money to Hezbollah. They're sending it down to Gaza. They're sending it to all these people. They've got troops in Syria. Instead of tending to their own house, they're doing this. And our previous president set it up so they could do these things. From Jerusalem Post, European Parliament Committee votes to freeze $15 million to the Fakistanian Authority over inciting textbooks. They have these textbooks which are kill the Jews, no such thing as allowing tolerance with Jews, it's all Palestine, there's no such thing as Israel, and so they're going to cut $15 million 
euros. The reserve will be released, the bill says, when the Fakistinian Authority is committed to reform its school curriculum and textbooks to bring them in line with UNESCO standards for peace and tolerance in school education. The textbooks published by the FA in 2017, which are financed by the European Union, contain across all subjects numerous examples of violent depictions, hate speech, in particular against Israel, and glorifications of jihad and martyrdom. The Impact C report showed that there was no mention of Israel or two states for two nations living side by side. Israel was almost only referred to as the Zionist occupation, and the textbooks include any Semitic motifs and incorporate the mems of heroism and martyrdom in clashes with Israelis. Now, these are little children that are being taught these things. Guns, and you've seen it all before, but now the EU's taking a stand. There was only a vision of one state from river to sea, which is not EU policy. Well, guess what? They take away the 15 million euros, but next article. From the Jerusalem Post, EU proposes an additional $40 million of funding for UNRWA. So they're just giving it in a different pocket. So they're being hypocritical through and through, right? Our president cut everything from them. Everything. There's not one penny going to those people anymore. And it was a year ago over $300 million, way over. And now we're not giving a penny. And these people are just, okay, the funds are intended to allow the agency to keep providing access to education for 500,000 Fakistinian refugee children, which there are not. We've already discussed this. They're the only group of people on this planet that are considered as refugees after the first generation. In actuality, according to UN standards, there's only about 20,000 or less refugees from the originals that left. And they were asked not to go. The Jews, when they came in, they said, don't go. We will have a land together and we will be one people. And they left voluntarily. They became refugees. And the United Nations has taken this one group of people out of all of the rest in the world and said, these are all refugees. Well, none of them are. None. I mean, 1,000, 2,000, maybe up to 15,000 at the most. So here we go. The uh, primary health care for more than 3.5 million patients and assistance to over 250,000 vulnerable refugees. Vice President of the EC, Frederica Mogherini, commented that today we reaffirm the EU's political and financial support to the UNRWA. So they're taking funds away and then they're just putting it right back in there. With an overall contribution from the EU and its member states of $1.2 billion euros, I should say, for the past three years. Imagine, they don't have anything there. They have frittered it all away on bombs. All of it. 1.2 billion plus the billions and billions that we've sent them over the past few years and they have nothing to show for it because of their hatred of a people that just want to be left alone. And we want to continue funding that. Trump has done exactly the right thing. UNRWA is essential for perspective of a two-state solution. No, it's not. Supporting the agency means supporting peace and security in the Middle East. No, it doesn't. And Guess what? This stands up to what I just said. No, it doesn't. There will be a seven-year peace plan, and halfway through it, the world is going to devolve into absolute carnage. You know, the book of Isaiah says, I will make man as rare as fine gold. There's going to be very little left on this planet when we're done destroying ourselves because of Israel, because we can't let them be a people. Jerusalem Post. It's almost, you know, sad. I am Not almost, it is. Uh, Jerusalem Post, Merkel in Jerusalem, Iran must not have nuclear weapons. And yet they're the ones that want to keep this treaty going. The one that allows them no inspections, it, it, they're just going to go on trust. Our previous president wrote it up. It has no limitations on Iran at all. 
What was it? Netanyahu stood up and he said, we have sites that we know are nuclear sites. And has the IAEA gone in to look at them? Absolutely not. They haven't even gone in. They're giving them time to empty the sites before they go in and look at them. And Israel has others that they did not release because the Mossad and the, uh, you know, the other branches of government said don't release those yet. I know what they're going to do. These people are eventually going to go in when those sites are emptied out. And then they're going to say, while you're there, look at these sites because they have not been emptied out. I, I, Israel's no dummy. And then something from John Holler. I've talked about him from time to time. He does a prophecy update up in Ohio. John Holler Enterprises, I call it. It's not really. It's just I made that up. He posted something on Facebook, so I'm giving him credit for it. It was very cute. Uh, the UNRWA was down in Gaza, and because they're not getting the money that they have been getting, the people in Gaza chased them all out, right? And in the process, they did something which they're notorious for in Gaza. Well, they got caught at it again. A major tragedy in Gaza occurred during protests about UNRWA. A man threw himself in front of a UN vehicle in protest. He was caught. No driver in the vehicle. They took a picture of the guy down there. There's no driver in the vehicle. They got other pictures of him lowering himself down. And yeah, they tried to make it look like UNRWA or whatever is, is inciting violence and running over their people. They got caught. No driver in the vehicle, and the second picture shows that he was able to do this without messing up his clothes. Next time, try Photoshop or even a closer shot on the camera. Less chance of getting caught faking it. The major tragedy was that he got caught. So, good job, John Holler. From Mongolia this week, from Xinhua Net, Mongolia and Armenia. This is like the 10th country in the past few months that have done this. They're going to take over the world again. These Mongolians, I'm telling you. <laughs> Mongolia and Armenia signed visa-free deal. <clears throat> Mongolia signed a visa-free agreement with Armenia, allowing 30-day visa-free travel to each other. The Mongolian foreign ministry said Monday, the agreement with an aim to promote people-to-people -people exchanges between two countries was signed by the Mongolian foreign minister, <clears throat> Damdin, I'm not even going to try that last name, wow, <laughs> and his Armenian counterpart, Zorab, once again, I'm not going to try, on the sidelines of the 73rd session of the United Nations General Assembly in New York. The agreement will come into force after ratification by the parliaments of the two countries, according to the ministry. So, go Mongolia. From Daniel 12 Technology today, Mail Online says, the World Wide Web inventor, Tim Berners-Lee unveils radical plan for fabled new internet that will decentralize the global system and allow users to take back control of their data from sites like Google and Facebook. Right. Now that can't be true because Al Gore invented the internet. <laughs> so this can't be true, but I'm gonna read you it anyway. Yeah. The tech's legend startup, Inrupt, allows people to regulate what personal information they share on the web and how that data is stored. This guy is not happy with the way the web is turned out with people like Google and Facebook that are controlling people's lives. He says, we need to get away from that. So he's developed something new. The platform combines the functions of programs such as Google Drive, Microsoft Outlook, Slack, Spotify, and WhatsApp, all on one browser, all at once. Interrupt provides tools for users to create personalized PODs, whatever they are, to house information such as contact lists, calendar entries, and music libraries. Berners-Lee said the intent behind Interrupt is world domination. The platform could upend the business models of top tech companies that have come under fire for failing to protect user data in favor of making profits. So there you go. Then from Mail Online, how paint can be used as air conditioning? 
This is very interesting. New whiter-than-white material, that sounds racist to me. <laughs> New whiter-than-white material reflects 96% of the sun's heat leaving buildings. It, let me read that again. New whiter-than-white material reflects 96% of the sun's heat leaving buildings. 11 degrees cooler. Researchers say the new material scatters the sun's light and radiates its heat. Buildings coated in it could be 11 degrees Fahrenheit cooler in arid environments such as Arizona. It can be applied to paint on rooftops, buildings, water tanks, and vehicles. And I could just see Florida being all white pretty soon because it's really hot here and that sun is really bright. But uh, anyway, that's interesting. They can cut your cost by uh, 11 degrees within a house because of this new paint, this racist paint from Mail Online. This is very cool. It's coming out this month, but they will not be available until next year. But you can buy them now in advance. And I see everybody in this church is going to go out and purchase one this afternoon. World's first flying car that can turn into a plane in less than one minute and soar along at 100 miles per hour is going on sale in the U.S. this month. First two-seat hybrid electrical vehicles will be delivered to customers next year. They are manufactured by Terrafugia, owned by the parent company of Volvo. Price has not yet been determined, but preliminary sales will begin this month. In one minute, you can go from a car into an airplane and take off. Now, when I was a kid, because we grew up out on Siesta Key, and my neighbor had a friend that had a boat car. And he actually got in, he drove up to her backyard because he wanted to go home. He got in, he had put on the, uh, the propeller and he had to do certain things. It took him about 25 minutes, but he got in that car and he drove right across Sarasota Bay and wherever he went. So that was the technology of the past. Well, this is the technology of the future. Pretty soon you're going to have everybody buzzing around. They're probably going to be, what, 100 grand this year? In three years, they're going to be $87 or something. You'll be able to buy a car and, yeah, they're going to be nothing. All right, Revelation plagues zero hedge. One in four Baltimore hospital admissions are babies addicted to opioids. With a bag of heroin now cheaper than a pack of cigarettes, America's opioid epidemic shows no sign of slowing down. However, even more worrying is this condition is now spreading to the youngest as every 15 minutes a baby is born addicted to opioids. People are just buying heroin and all these other whatever, you know, and they shoot it up out on the streets and their kids are the ones paying the price for it. In Baltimore, doctors at Mount Washington Pediatric Hospital say babies born with neonatal abstinence syndrome now at 25% of hospital admissions. Nationally, the number of babies born with the syndrome has increased by over 400% since 2004. Remember what it says in the book of Revelation. It says those who practice magic arts, and the word is pharmakia, drugs taking over in the end times, destroying human life and leading people right into the tribulation period. And John saw this 2,000 years ago and said it's going to happen. BBC, HIV AIDS. China reports 14% surge in new cases. China has announced a 14% jump in the number of its citizens who are living with HIV and AIDS. More than 820,000 people are affected in the country. That's almost a million people with AIDS. Health officials say about 40,000 new cases were reported in the second quarter of 2018. The vast majority of new cases were transmitted through you know, sex, mark, marking a change from the past. Traditionally, HIV spread rapidly through some parts of China as a result of infected blood transfusions. But the number of people contracting HIV in this way has been reduced to almost zero. Year on year, however, the number of those living with HIV and AIDS in China has risen by 100,000 people 
HIV transmission through sex is an acute issue in China's LGBT community. And why is that? Because they had a one baby policy. And nobody wanted the women because the family name carries on through the male. And so they said abort any female and now they've got a whole country full of men. That's what's happened there. HIV transmission, okay, homosexuality was decriminalized in 1997 because of the country's conservative values. Studies have estimated that 70 to 90% of men who have sex with men will eventually marry women. Many of the transmissions come from inadequate sexual protections in these relationships. Morality. I call this crazy California. Mail online. California becomes first state to require. Imagine you've got a company and you're told what you have to do. Require women on corporate boards of publicly traded companies on pain of $300,000 in fines. So we no longer hire the most qualified regardless. You have to do this. You know, HP was run by a woman for years because they thought she was the most qualified, right? I mean, you hire who you think is best. Governor Brown, of course, signed the bill that mandates changes at California-based publicly traded companies by the end of 2019. New law requires at least two female directors by the end of 2021 if the company has five directors and three women if the company has six or more. So they have to be half. Got to be half whether they're qualified or not. A fourth of publicly held corporations with headquarters in California currently do not have any women on their board of directors. Well, that may be wrong, but this isn't the way to solve it. Town Hall. New California law allows children to get transgender treatments without parental consent. Without any parental consent. The law is intended to provide the rights of minors. What about the rights of the parents? Rights of minors and non-minors in foster care, as described above, include the right to be involved in the development of case plan elements related to the placement and gender-affirming health care with consideration of their gender identity. This is a right that doesn't exist. They're, they've taken the word right and turned it into something that it does no longer, that it doesn't mean. It no longer has its original meaning. Costs related to the treatments will reportedly be covered by taxpaying Californians. So you, if you live in California, have to pay for this. Based on a provision included in the legislation, all children in foster care, as well as former foster youth up to 26 years of age, you have to pay for are entitled to Medi-Cal coverage without cost share or income or resource limits. The Medi-Cal program provides transition-related health and care services when those services are determined to be medically necessary. So it is now medically necessary when you want to change your gender. A subprovision also stipulates that all rights afforded to children in the foster care system, such as the right to confidential health and mental care, will also now apply to gender-affirming health care. Foster parents will have no say over whether or not the children in their care obtain these services. Prior to passage, the American College of Pediatricians filed testimony against the legislation, strongly urging California legislatures to reject it. They said this is harmful, it's destroying human life, don't do it, and they just ignored the specialists and they went right to the emotions and said we're going to do it. My grandfather was a doctor here in Sarasota, Florida. He's probably spinning right now at the thought of this. And Dr. Bridges is going to be back in a couple of weeks, and when he's here, I'm glad he doesn't have to hear this. It's just terrible what's going on in the world of medicine. These people made an oath to not harm, and they're harming. It's unbelievable. The Daily Wire. California children can now aid, advise, and encourage their parents into killing themselves. 
Yes, thanks to a new bill signed into law by Jerry Brown as part of the newly minted assisted suicide law. SB 282 gives people the freedom to essentially convince loved ones that assisted suicide is the best option if they're terminally ill. Impatient about an inheritance? Dad, call Dr. Kevorkian. Hospital bills are going up? Mom, here's a brochure. Tired of taking care of them? Hey, it's quick and painless. California's assisted suicide law allows interested witnesses, which include beneficiaries, to sign a person's request for assisted suicide drugs. The new law allows an individual to aid, advise, and encourage a person to commit suicide and sign off on the method of suicide while financially benefiting from the individual's death. Family, they kill the womb, they kill the, the parents. This is what the left in our nation wants. They want death on demand. The family members who encourage the terminally ill into killing themselves will be granted full legal immunity regardless of their motives for doing so. The patient would have to explicitly state in their will that any family member who encourages assisted suicide are to receive nothing. And who's going to do that when they're not thinking of that type of thing? I want to take care of my kids. They're never going to do that to me. The heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Dad's old. We'll say he's got a, a disease and we'll order the drugs and we'll give it to him. Our other category. Yeah. Something good out of California. ABC7, Orange County judge rules California's sanctuary state law is unconstitutional. Thank goodness. The Superior Court judge said the law violates the rights of charter cities. Guess what? When it gets up to the Ninth Circus Court, they'll turn him over. The ruling comes in response to a challenge from Huntington Beach officials. The city opposed the controversial law, arguing it infringes on local government's authority. The judge agreed, saying cities must be allowed to police themselves. The law bars some cooperation between local cities and federal officials enforcing immigration laws. The Huntington Beach Police Department issued a statement saying the agency values having the ability to communicate with federal immigration and customs enforcement when necessary, and the SB 54 limited that ability. It didn't limit it. It said you can't do it, right? The HBPD also said it will not act as an immigration enforcement agency. Zero Hedge. Mysterious photo. This is scary. Mysterious photo sparks theory. Russia's developed air-launched satellite killer. We have these. You fly up in a plane, you get going up as fast as you can and as high as you can, then you release the rocket and it goes up. It saves the initial thrust taking off from the ground. It's very quick, it's speedy, and they can't really track it the way they can with ground-launched missiles. So they think that Russia's developed one that is spooky. An image of a MiG-31 Fox-bound interceptor jet carrying a large missile sparked speculation that Russia has developed an air-launched anti-satellite weapon system. You go to war with somebody, the first thing you do is you take out their ability to tell what you are doing. You take out our GPS and you take out the, our surveillance satellites, the game is over. All right. It says the launch system was photographed at Zhukovsky Airport, one of four international airports in Moscow. Zhukovsky is an experimental military base for Russian aerial weaponry, equivalent to Edwards Air Force Base in the United States. The airport has the second largest publicly accessible runway in the world, measuring nearly 18,000 foot long. The MIG-31 has been reconfigured by its original manufacturer to carry hypersonic missiles known as the Kinzhal, and or carry an anti-satellite weapon or space launch system. Russia seems to be recycling an old Soviet-era space program that uses the MiG-31 to deploy small payloads into orbit 
via an air-launched system, or what is more likely, use the kinetic force of the weapon to destroy enemy satellites in low Earth orbit. The ability for Russia to intercept American spy satellites in low Earth orbit with flexibility and the surprise of the MiG-31 aerial launch platform would be very valuable in wartime environment. Also, being able to quickly and unpredictably launch small spy satellites, especially to replace ones knocked out in battle, will be one of the most essential tools in the next war. It's a scary world we're living in. Okay, Zero Hedge. Um, this doesn't break my heart at all. Sunday night football ratings hit season low as stadiums fail to fill seats. Okay, now I've got a roundup from Drudge. You know, sometimes Drudge takes a bunch of titles and he puts them up on the top of with a subject. This is just a roundup from two days ago. He had some titles on the top and I just copied them. I don't know where the sources are, just Drudge. From Drudge, Hispanic unemployment at record low. <laughs> Manufacturing confidence at all-time high. 16,000 government jobs cut since Trump. President approval, 51%. Unemployment lowest since 1969. Good job, President Trump. Let's read those again so you memorize them. I'll give you a quiz after the sermon. Historic unemployment at record low. Manufacturing confidence at all-time high. And as I said, I'm going to stop there. I say it every week. If the ball drops tomorrow and the economy collapses, I give credit where credit is due, but this economy was set up to fail by our previous president. Three, manufacturing confidence at all-time high. Remember when our previous president said those jobs are gone and they're not coming back? He said, and then when Trump said, I'll get him back, he said, how's it going to happen? And Trump said, I will change the treaties and the agreements between nations, and he has done exactly that. 16,000 government jobs cut since Trump, presidential approval at 51%. Unemployment lowest since 1969. Good job, President Trump. Military Times. President Trump donates his salary, once again, for vet entrepreneurship. What a good president we have. What a decent gentleman. Yes, he's brash. Yes, he's, you know, he says things off the top of his head. But he is also a, the person that we need at this point in our history. He's not a politician. Exactly what we need. ABC 13. This has nothing Nothing to do with prophecy. Dogs might get depressed when owners overuse smartphones, study says. I have eight dogs. I thought I'd share this with you. A new study shows dogs may become more anxious and possibly suffer from depression when their owners overuse their smartphones. I have Blessing. My dog, I've got eight dogs. Blessing always sits under my arm while I'm typing my sermons, doing prophecy update work and everything. She never get depressed. She's always with Dad. All the rest of them like Mom, so I couldn't care about them, but Blessing is my girl. All right. It says a UK-based study focused on how welcoming a pet, specifically a dog, could help people suffering from mental health issues. I agree with that 100% because I'm as crazy as a football bat, but my dogs keep me in check. All right. Researchers also learned that dogs may suffer from depression when their human handlers ignored them. Blessing gets jealous when I pet the other dogs. She puts her head down and she just loves daddy. Thank you for giving me that dog, Lord. And you know something about Blessing? I'll tell you. She's not only a great dog, I got her out of the projects, but one day she just freaked out. She started just whining and I took her downstairs and I gave her some food and she fell over and collapsed and went into shock, peed all over herself. And I thought, I'm losing my baby. And we took her immediately to the emergency clinic, and they found out that she has a, a problem that the 
vet said you should buy a lottery ticket. I have been a vet for 30 years and I've never seen this. She cannot hold calcium in her body, zero calcium. So we have to give her AIDS, uh, not AIDS, um, anti-acid tablets, Tums, every day. And then we have to give her a special mixture of calcium every single day just to keep her alive. That was the most painful sound I've ever heard in my life. It was like a child that is being beaten when she cried. And I thought, I'm going to have to put her, I'm going to have to take her outside and kill her right now because I, I can't let a dog go through this. But my wife said, let's take her to the, to the and we did, and she's okay. But I, I can testify that what they're saying is true. Veterinarian Dr. Alexander Collada said he has seen the effects of smartphone usage on pets. Dogs are very good at reading our subtle cues. Dogs do read body language. They read our eye contact. They read our facial expressions. So if we are on our phone and acting disinterested, get off your phones, folks, and they're looking for attention, it basically is ignoring your dog. We all need to get off our phones, Collada added. Well, I don't own a cell phone, so I don't have that problem, okay? But the rest of you, if you have dogs, moderate your phone use. Or include them. Maybe they can watch the screen with you. If you, Hedica always brings over one of the dogs when we watch these videos that people send us. If it's more than two minutes long, I'm not going to watch it, but the people will send us videos. And if it's one that's cute, I'll bring Hedica over, and she laughs, and the little puppy watches. Okay. I got a lesser here for you. It's a long one because his wife did one, and he did one. And I couldn't decide between which to use, so I'm going to read you. They fit together, though, so I'm going to read them as one. Chinese reverence have heard, do as you're told. They've responded with love, yet still bold. For the Bible's God's word, saying others absurd. If need be, they'll join martyrs of old. They are standing on God's word alone, their foundation as firm as a stone. The government can try their faith to ban, but they know not to bow to earth's throne. Good job, Lesson Kathy. <sighs> Irony of the week, but before we get to that, I want to tell you that we have a Sergio and Rhoda video, which will be linked at the bottom of the Prophecy Update in the comments section, and also at the end of the video, you can click on the tab there. I can tell you, everybody that saw it today will agree, it stinks. Remember what happened? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you'll love it. It stinks, just remember that. <laughs> It's called the Horns of Hittim, which is a place called Carnel Hittim, meaning the Horns of Hittim, and that is actually where the Mount of Beatitudes is, okay? Recent years, they changed it to another location, but it is actually the Mount of Beatitudes, and it is a marvelous episode. If you want to see something really wonderful, watch that. Okay, irony from the Herald. This is sad. I know I give sad ironies, but it is ironic. A woman, 92, charged with killing her son because she didn't want to go to an assisted living. Well, guess where she's going? An assisted living. All right, and then from CUFI.org. This one, you have to understand. Everybody here knows it, but you understand that the Iranians hate the Jews, right? Somebody made a mistake, and it is the most ironic I've ever given. Iran accidentally used a photo of Israeli soldiers on a billboard and called them glorious. You can see the billboard right in downtown Tehran. These Jewish soldiers standing there. These are glorious soldiers. Is that not funny? Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, and our satellite church in Iligan City, the Philippines, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your prophecy update for the week.